Welcome to the Creation Innovation Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth King. Together, we'll have conversations with incredible human beings who have taken their creative outlet and turned it into something innovative. From people leaving the corporate world to be eight-figure entrepreneurs, to people who have created books, created a family, or just creating to have fun in the world. We are all in a journey to create something amazing in our lives, and I hope that you find some inspiration of your own here. This is the Creation Innovation Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Today, we are going to be talking with Brady Smith. I'm really interested and curious about this because she is bridging the gap between hiking and fitness. I love hiking and I never actually make the time to do it, but we'll get back to that in a minute. She helps women reach their goals and crush it on the trails. Originally from the Midwest, her life changed forever when she moved to Colorado in her early 20s. Now she uses her fitness and nutrition knowledge to help women fuel their passions for the outdoors and feel their very best. Welcome, Brady. Thanks for being here. Hello. Thank you so much. It is awesome to be on today. Uh, so did you always love hiking and did you always know that you would be actually having a business that that was its main focus? Oh my gosh, <laughs> absolutely not. I actually grew up like surrounded by cornfields. There were no mountains whatsoever. I didn't even grow up going camping or doing any sort of trips where outdoors was a focus. Um, so it's just honestly hilarious to me now looking back that this is what I'm doing for a living, um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And I think it just goes to show that you can take up new passions at any point in life, you know, even if it's something that you've never done before, if you fall in love with it, it can change your life, which is really cool. Yeah. So here we talk about creation, innovation, and, and how did you create this business around hiking? Like most people be, it's my hobby or I'm a nutrition coach or I am a fitness trainer, but to actually take that and say, I'm going to create this business. How did that all happen? Yeah. Well, let me try to condense this because it's, of course, like most stories like this, it's a very long process over several years. But, um, you know, when I first moved to Colorado, I wasn't a hiker. I, felt very intimidated by the outdoors. Um, and so as I started getting into hiking and realizing, wow, okay, like I can do this. Like there's, there's very low barrier to entry with hiking, right? Anybody can do it. It's just kind of like learning how to progress it and, and get better and get stronger. And over time I was starting to do backpacking trips and summiting, um, you know, really high peaks and things like that. So um, over time I got more confident and I decided, you know, I really want to share this confidence with other women who maybe are in the same position as me. Maybe they didn't grow up doing this sort of thing. Maybe they're also new to a city that's surrounded by mountains and they would like to just learn from my mistakes because I made plenty of them, you know? So I wanted to share, um, you know, okay, don't do this because I made this mistake the wrong way. And like, here's what you can do instead or tips to getting out and, and all of these things just as kind of like a side hobby, just for fun. I like writing. I like sharing my life. So, um, I started a hiking outdoorsy focused Instagram. Um, and this would have been about four years ago that I started the page. Meanwhile, in my real time job, I was managing a fitness studio in Denver, uh, you know, Monday through Friday. So hiking was just a side thing that I would do on the weekends and same with the Instagram page. And over time, you know, I was 
um, you know, working out all the time, but I was like, man, why do I still feel so crappy on some of these hard hikes? Like, what am I doing wrong here? Where's the disconnect? Because I'm literally a personal trainer. I train people for a living. And yet I was struggling to, you know, kick ass on the trails. So I decided to kind of put myself through a trial program of like, okay, I'm going to really specifically focus on training for my hiking goals and see what happens. Um, and were those trail, like specific, a few specific trails all the time. So you can measure your ability or was it, I'm doing different ones all the time. It was more so what I was doing in my workouts. I was okay. specifically trying to do workouts that would help me get stronger and just better endurance for hiking. And then, yes, I did um, a backpacking trip before this. And then I did the same trail afterwards. And I was just blown away. This was about six months of me putting in the work, you know, in the gym and, and, and outside of the gym too, with practicing my hiking. And I was really amazed at the difference. And I thought, okay, you know, this is a kind of niche thing. It's pretty specific, but there's gotta be other women out there who are like me and who want to feel their best, want to feel confident when they're going into these outdoor adventures. Um, and along the way, I also lost in total, like 25 pounds, just from changing my modality of training. And I wasn't focused on that weight loss. So it was really freeing because in pursuing my performance goals of hiking, I also kind of, my body found its happy place of just feeling healthy and thriving and yeah. not making like dieting and all of these things a focus along the way. Um, so I thought, wow, this is pretty cool stuff. And I think that other women could really benefit from this. So I decided to put together a program called fit for hiking, which basically mimics everything that I did to, to see those results for myself. And when you say the practicing hiking, what does that look like? Cause I, you hear people that are like, I'm training for, you know, a hike to the Himalayas or whatever. And they do all kinds of stuff. I've never, I don't know what that is that they do, but is that the right. same type of when you say practicing for hiking, is there specific things that you realized that you're doing in the gym that translate to that? Because I would just think, okay, well, if I want to do that particular train, trail or hike easier, keep doing it. And you're going to get better as you keep doing it rather than do other things to help your body do that better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And, and definitely like for sure. One of the components, if, if you want to be a better hiker, you need to get out and hike, right? Like you just mm -hmm. have to do it. You have to put yourself in that position because a lot of it is getting used to like oxygen deprivation when you're going to these higher altitudes and just carrying a super heavy pack on your back for miles and miles. Those are things that kind of, you just have to do it, but you can do things that help make that easier. So my programs really kind of combine the cardio that's necessary, but not too much, because I think sometimes we can go overboard with the cardio, especially for our goals, such as hiking, when really you need to have it balanced really well with strength, especially with single leg strength stuff is huge for hiking, as well as a lot of glute work and a lot of back work, because when you're carrying a pack on your back, even if it's just a day pack, if you have poor posture, that's going to bother you over time. And, and I'm like carrying things on a back. What are you even talking about? Like if I'm going for a hike, I'm definitely not, that's not my thought process of hiking. I'm thinking of like, get out of the car. Maybe you have your hot water bottle with you or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and like you go out, you're talking about like some serious hiking if you're having packs on and whatnot. Yeah. In Colorado, it's like a whole thing, right? It's a different type of culture and you see it in a couple other States, especially in the U S but, um, 
yeah, Colorado hiking is no joke. Like I think sometimes people just think of like walking through a forest or something, but when you're up at 14,000 feet and you can't hardly breathe and there's snow in the middle of July, it's, it's no joke. (laughs) I can imagine. And so how do we define that? I guess, does everyone define it for themselves of like what a hike is, you know, for like going up a trail that is an incline could be considered a hike for some people versus what you're saying is literally like some pretty gnarly things, I'm sure. So how, how, who defines that? Is there such a thing as what technically is considered a hike? I think that's what I love about hiking is that there is no one, like there's no criteria of like, if you do this type of trail, then you're a hiker. It really truly is for everyone. And whether you've never done it in your life or you're someone who is doing these like crazy long backpacking trips in Colorado, it really doesn't matter. And and there's no like qualifier, if that makes sense. And that's, what's so cool about it because anybody can start it at any point in, in their life. I have an aunt who never hiked probably ever in her life. And then when she was starting out in her early fifties, she decided she start, she moved to a place where there was trails nearby. She started doing just like basic, easy trails. Now she's hiked like rim to rim in the Grand Canyon. She's getting ready to hike Everest Base Camp. So it's a progression, right? Everybody has to start somewhere. So whether you have just like a little tiny flat trail in your neighborhood or whatever, just like get out there and start. That's my best advice. And what's your advice for somebody who goes out and then realizes, I'm thinking about a specific time. I had you know, been working out at the gym regularly and, you know, thought I was in shape. And then I went out to Palm Springs to do a hike with some friends who constantly did other types of working out and had very great lung capacity. And I remember thinking they're like little billy goats coming up this hill. And I (laughs) literally feel like I'm going to have a heart attack and die. So what is your advice for somebody in that situation because for me i was like "Mm, yeah i guess i'm not a hiker because i it's the it was too hard for me long wise even though it was probably in the best physical shape that i had been because i was working out six days a week it just didn't equate to this type of workout and in turn kind of like bombed me out on the whole thing in general so how do you kind of keep people motivated after they have this experience like that Yeah. And I, I can totally relate. Like I've been there where I was like, wow, this is almost embarrassing. Like I can't keep up with the people I'm with and it's a crappy feeling, which is a big reason why I did create my program because nobody wants to feel like that. It's supposed to be a fun activity. Right. And another thing is just to know that, yeah, you can do the things in the gym, but there is going to still be like a bit of a not like a learning curve, but it's, it's a different type of experience when you're hiking at really high altitudes, or you're just doing this crazy incline that you're not used to doing. So you have to give yourself a little bit of grace and know that even if you are doing the things, it's still going to be hard. Like it's, it's not meant to be easy and it's still going to challenge you a little bit like most really rewarding activities do. So just try not to get too discouraged by that, especially if you are a beginner. And what, is, what does your program entail? What does that look like? So I have a lot of different levels. I have four different levels based on, you know, if you're a beginner, intermediate, advanced, or my final one is called Summit Crusher. And that's for people who are really wanting to get out there and do the really hard trails. Um, so it's awesome because there's, there's uh, levels for everybody. And they are 90-day programs, 
it's just like a one-time buy. So it's, it's pretty easy to, to get started with. And it's a really good combination of strength and conditioning so that you're hitting both um, really important markers of getting strong for hiking and getting that endurance for hiking because both components are necessary. So what I often find is that either a lot of people do like all cardio or they do like all strength. And so this is like a fusion of the two. And the nice thing is you can do them from home. Um, it's dumbbell only. So, you know, it's a pretty low barrier to entry for anybody who is interested in getting started. And honestly, I have a lot of people who don't even hike a lot, but they're just like, these are really good workouts. And then I feel really fit when I'm doing them. So you don't even have to be an avid hiker. Um, they're great for anybody who just wants to get started doing a program from anywhere. And is it at your own pace or is it like you're following along live? Yeah, it's at your own pace. So it's just all PDF. So it's pretty easy to just like do it at your own schedule. You know, all you need is your dumbbells and you can pick the level of dumbbells that you want. So there's not a lot that can hold you back from just getting it done. <laughs> awesome. And then when people actually finish their workouts and say, okay, I feel like I'm a little bit stronger, a little bit more confident to go out on a trail. Again, back to the advice that you give them. What if they get out there and it's not what they think it is or, you know, they're not quite there? Is it just push on through and don't give up sort of mentality or is it maybe you need to change something and figure out a different avenue to get to that level? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the most of the people that I've talked to are say have said like, wow this helped me a lot. Like they see the difference because usually if they're starting the program, they've already been out hiking and, and they've experienced some of the frustrations that you mentioned. So they know what it's like to feel really out of shape. And that's probably what prompted them to go ahead and buy the program. Yeah. So they notice that difference and they're like, wow, that's awesome. And some of them will say like, oh, wow, I was at this elevation. So it was really like, I was still sucking wind, but I at least felt strong. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think that balance of knowing there's still going to be some components of hiking that are hard for everybody, even the most advanced people, especially depending on the trails that you pick and how hard you push yourself. But it's that confidence of coming in knowing, okay, I've been doing the exercises that have prepared me for this. I'm ready. You know, I can do the best that I can do now. Yeah. And you talked about performance goals and, and then also weight loss being kind of a happy side effect of for yourself doing this. And I think Finding those workouts that don't really feel like a workout is what makes your body get to that happy place because they're like, oh, this is my groove. This is where I belong. And this is the set point for my body. Whereas a lot of us spend years grinding at the gym and not really making those big strides because I feel like it isn't the happy place for our body. And it's almost yeah. like the punishment in a sense. And so your body resists that in a, in a way. Yes. And I think there's something really beautiful in finding that, that, that workout or whatever word you want to use that gets you outside breathing fresh air and the side effect or the symptom, so to speak of it is your body setting to its own place. So do you have people actually set in not only performance goals, but also if they want to be losing weight, an aspect of that? Or do you just say like, you may or may not have this happen? Right? Yeah. So when when you're looking at just the workout component, it's so hard to control so many other variables, right, that will ultimately lead 
to fat loss. I'm a certified health coach as well. And so one thing that I do now that I didn't do in the beginning is I offer one-on-one coaching because a lot of people who are struggling with, like, they really want to lose, you know, 10 to 30 pounds and they've done programs by themselves before and, and they just can't quite get there. Right. They feel stuck because they're not putting all the pieces together. So if someone has really specific fat loss goals alongside, maybe they also have some hiking outdoorsy goals, then I take them on as one-on-one clients for coaching because you have to look at it more holistically. Yes, people might just do the workouts and lose weight and that's awesome. But if the, you know, if the eating isn't right, if stress isn't under control, there's so many other components. So it's easier to look at that more holistically in a one-on-one setting than like, you know, hundreds of people who go through the program. Yeah, that makes sense. And when you decided to create your own business and make this your own thing, how, how was that for you? Was that, you know, a big leap of faith? Was it, were you pretty convinced out of the gate of like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And it was an easy transition to create this or for those entrepreneurs that are listening that maybe have like that inkling somewhere in their back of their mind that they want to be doing something else, but they're not quite sure how to make that jump to, to actually do it. How did that go for you? Oh man, <laughs> that's just a whole nother topic. It, it's been a huge process, honestly, because I have struggled with a lot of limiting beliefs in myself of, you know, am I cut out for this? Like, do I have what it takes? Am I a strong enough person to, to, you know, pick myself back up time and time again, as, as an entrepreneur, you have, you are your only cheerleader in the beginning. Like you don't have anybody telling you, you got this, you're doing great because most people are kind of like, what are you doing? You know, a lot of people think like, wow, they're taking an unconventional path. Like, Ooh, that's probably not a great idea. Like, you know, it's a lack of security that most people can't understand. Yeah. Like I love my parents, but they weren't necessarily super encouraging of this because they were kind of like, you're going to leave your stable job. Are you sure about that? And, and honestly, I wasn't sure about it, but I, I felt like I needed to take the leap of faith. Um, I felt strongly that it, it could be an amazing path for me. And, um, it's been a really cool journey, but it's also been really humbling. And I've had to pick myself up time and time again. There's been plenty of days where I've thought, I'm just going to quit. Like, I don't, I can't do this. Like, I'm just going to like go apply for jobs, like screw it. (laughs) But at the end of the day, like I give myself 24 hours. And if after 24 hours, I still want to quit, I'll quit, but I haven't actually quit yet because Mm -hmm. I always come around and remember, like, this is my passion. Like I can't give up on it. I will only regret it if I do. Um, so I guess my advice for any people who want to be entrepreneurs or start a business or anything like that is, um, just be willing to fail, be willing to suck for maybe years. (laughs) You know, you're always a work in progress. You're always figuring things out. Um, and you just really can't wait until you know everything to start because you're never going to know everything. So, and things change. I don't know about for you, Brandy, but I know things evolve and change. So people are like, once I get my website up and running, or once I get this or that done, then, then I'll start, but then that will shift again, you know? So you never feel ready. And so, you know, you're always a student to, to your clients, you're learning from like, what do they need? Like what? what pain am I helping with? What am I solving? You're always learning how to do things better, how to, how to serve people better. And that's 
that's the good stuff. Like learning from experience is huge. And so you have to be willing to put yourself out there in order to get that experience. And it's going to suck some days, but to me, it's been worth it and really rewarding. Yeah. I think there's so much to be said for living in your truth and that heart centered, I always say a heart centered business, right? And whether that's heart centered in the fact that it's your own heart or you're touching other people and how you choose to show up in the world. And I love your analogy of giving yourself 24 hours because there, if it was easy, everybody would do it. You know, being an entrepreneur is not the easiest route, but it is so rewarding. And, and, and really, if you're leading with your heart, with your passion and you stay committed to that, I think that it comes back to you in many different ways and maybe not just finances, but in my experience, it's blown up in so many ways that I never thought it would and the people and connections and everything. So I think if anybody's listening and they're kind of on the fence, I'd say take that risk on yourself. And it is a risk, like you just said, Brandy, and and recognize that not everybody can find that fulfillment in the same way. And congratulations to you and to anyone else who decides to step out and create on their own because it's a big deal and it's extraordinary. And so I think we should all celebrate ourselves for that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And if you're showing up from a place of, of service, you know, if you have to be willing to just say yes to giving as much value as you can. And sometimes you're not getting anything back. You know, it can be years of showing up, showing up, showing up, showing up. And then one thing that you say or do will resonate with someone. And then Absolutely. after, you know, I'll get so many messages where it's like, I've been following you for three years and now I want to sign up and have you as my coach. And it's a progression, right? It's not one thing that you did that led to them saying, I believe in this so much that I want to invest in you. It's been years of you being consistently providing value. And so that is a big part of it. You you can't expect it to happen overnight. And sometimes you never even know, like, what was it that really triggered like this ripple effect of, of so many people wanting to work with me? It's just you continuing to show up. Yeah. And I think it's letting them start to realize the investment in themselves, because you mentioned earlier something about you didn't, I don't think you said imposter syndrome, but something of that effect. And I think oftentimes that correlates with people thinking, oh, well, I I don't know if I should be investing in myself in something like this. When any small investment in yourself is goes so far, no matter what it is, and gives back to you in so many ways too. So I think that, you know, educating yourself in whatever way that that looks and investing, again, I always say, use the word investing versus buying because when you're doing something like investing in yourself with this hiking program, for example, you're getting health benefits, you're getting other things back that an investment gives you, right? It's not just, here's my my money and you get nothing in return. You get so much in return um, on so many levels. So. Thank you so much for being here today, Brandy. Where can people find you? So my Instagram is ponytail underscore on a trail. <laughs> it's kind of catchy, but cool. um, ponytail on a trail. Um, and then my website's ponytailonatrail.com. So you can learn about my programs there and my coaching as well. Thank you so much. Yeah, we will talk you. soon. All right. Thanks. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Creation Innovation Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify for free episodes and subscribe to the Creation Innovation Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you choose to get your podcast. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening for a chance to receive a special gift. Yes, we actually do send out gifts. It's my favorite thing to do. So visit us at elizabethking.com backslash creation innovation for more information on how to enter. Every review counts and we are so grateful. You can follow me at the official Elizabeth King on Instagram or TikTok. Until next time.